Welcome back to another episode of the Braun Body Health and Fitness Podcast. I'm so glad that you're joining us today. Today, I'm joined by Bree Willard to be discussing how you can optimize your health and fitness while you're traveling. So we're talking things like workouts, nutrition, how to manage stress and keep your mental health in check and all that sort of thing while you're traveling. Bree is an expert when it comes to this sort of thing as she just returned from a multiple month long trip to Thailand. Before we get to this episode though, here's a quick word from some of our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by CTM Band and CTM Recovery Products. These are the exact soft tissue recovery tools that I'm using on myself and with my patients day in and day out. CTM Band was founded by Dr. Kyle Bowling, a sports medicine practitioner who treats professional athletes, and he was a former guest on the Brawn Body Health and Fitness Podcast. You can check out his website at the link below and use the coupon code BRAWN10 to save 10% off your order from CTM Band. Bree, welcome to the podcast. Really excited to have you on today. Yes, thank you. Happy to be here. So for those who aren't familiar with who you are or those who haven't seen your social media pages and that sort of thing, would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself and who you are and all the amazing things that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess in terms of social media, my story starts back in 2017 when I just jumped on there to start sharing my fitness journey with friends and family. So I had begun working with a personal trainer and just really learning the basics and the foundations about what it means to live a healthy lifestyle. So I just started sharing it on a separate fitness account. Um, And then Fast forward um, about a year later, I'd stopped working with the trainer. I thought, you know, I'm just going to keep doing this. I'm going to see where it goes. Um, And then it really just started to build up a little community. I I started growing and people were resonating with my content. And at the time, my goal was really just for the physical benefits of fitness. It wasn't so much. I I had no idea I'd scale it up to where I am today with it. Um, But yeah, it was just to, to share and to grow and to learn from each other. And then Fast forward to today, and my content is really forward around just lifestyle. Um, I recently, so I, I started, I went to business school, then I went to um, in consulting full time, and my life kind of became a mix of everything. It wasn't just so focused on, on fitness, and um, that was, it's still a big part of my life, but I realized there's a lot in life we have to work around when it comes to living a healthy lifestyle. So I tailored my content to that, and I actually merged my personal and my fitness account. I said, you know, it's all just, it's all just one thing. It's all just me. <laughs> and so uh, recently, most recently, I, I quit my job in consulting, actually, went on a sole trip to Thailand for two months, um, and all this time I've been sharing this journey. And so my content today is a lot around more about mindset, motivation, reaching your full potential. Um, it's a very long-winded way of saying uh, my account today I'm on TikTok and Instagram and uh, it's sharing just about lifestyle living your best life and and just not being afraid to really walk in a direction you are passionate about so that's a little bit about me fitness is still a very big part of my life but you know I've really learned that it's not so much a black and white Um, this is fitness this is the rest of life it all works together and a lot of my content is focused around the gray zone is what I like to talk about so it's all, all about balance and lifestyle and just doing it as we go so Big, long-winded answer for who I am on social media, but that is the gist. (laughs) So you mean to tell me that you can balance fitness and a fun lifestyle and travel all at the same time? Really? It seems like so many people make it out to be the opposite that, you know, your life has to be fitness period or your life has to be partying period. Like it feels like so many people think that life is so like sectioned off or segued in a way. And they don't understand that things can actually overlap with one another. 
Absolutely. No, it really is a science and an art. <laughs> this is a balance that it, it's hard to achieve, um, but it's definitely possible. And you're absolutely right. It's it's uh, it's the black and white mindset of thinking this is, you know, how it this is my fitness side of my life. And this is the fun side. And that it, when you can make it work together, it's it's really amazing. It's it's the best way to live. You just feel more balanced and, and all around happy. So I'm happy to dive into that today if you want to hear more about it. <laughs> of course, of course. But first, I want to hear more about this trip to Thailand. So you just up and quit your job and took a two month trip to Thailand impulsively, it sounds. Quite literally, yes. <laughs> It was, uh, you know, it really was on the more spontaneous side. And I think of it, it was almost like, okay, well, I could wait until it feels like things are maybe I have more income saved up. I could wait till I'm 27 when that's a more normal time, but there really is no right time is what I realized. So I, I resigned from my full-time role um, at a big four company in January of this year. And I thought, there's really no better time than <laughs> right now. <laughs> and I, I would highly recommend, you know, doing that for anyone I know it's a it's a luxury not a, like it's it is scary it's scary to, to quit your job and to just leave like that but um having not having that feeling that I have to come back to something or timeline that I had to be there was was really worth it so I did pretty much up and leave and I went for two months yeah <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome and I think that speaks to the importance of you know unfortunately in life time is finite, right? You know, you don't have forever to go every place and see everything. Mm -hmm. So if you start putting the things that you want to do or the places you want to go, if you start delaying that and pushing it off, hey, I'll get there later, I'll get there later, you might never get there for all we know. Mm -hmm. So you might as well just take the trip and jump into it because that experience could be a life-changing thing for you. You never know who you're going to meet when you're there. Uh, to give an example of that, just on Sunday, I had a call with a friend and a past podcast guest. She's traveling to Italy. Uh, she's been working there for about six weeks now. Uh, she's working remote. Her job is based in the U.S., but it's a remote job. So she just up and took a trip to Italy and she's living and working there currently. And while she was there, she met someone who works for a huge company there and they offered her a job while she was in Italy. So literally traveling and going other places opened up new doors and new opportunities to her that wouldn't have existed otherwise. So it's amazing how just jumping in and going for it can really lead you to things that you never even thought were possible before. Absolutely. And I think there's, you know, sometimes the spontaneity of doing something like this, like, especially in that story, it's, it's scary. There's fear behind it. But then if you just, I know I really believe in the universe has you and and things will align and if you just follow what it is you're passionate about and where your heart wants to take you like you will end up where you're supposed to be and that that's an amazing story and it's it's very possible that things will just work out and they'll work out for the better they will they will so how have things worked out for you lately with the travel and that sort of thing and has travel always been a big part of your life or is that more something that's newer Absolutely. Yeah. It's something that it's a dream. It, it was a dream. And like I said, I just filled the dream <laughs> in my, in, in my youth. Like I think it, it was a dream of, Oh, like I'd love to travel when I'm older. Or I'd love to, I have, a, I'm looking up at a dream board right now on, on my wall of all these different travel destinations. And I thought, I'm just going to start like there, like I said, there's no right time. And um, so it was really just taking advantage of that opportunity um, and travel, I mean, growing up, like my family would do family vacations. I traveled for as a competitive dancer growing up. So we did some travel there, but it really was just like a dream that I had set out for myself. And I, 
I did work hard. I did have a good job coming out of school, which helped um, with the income for it. But yeah, I mean, it is just about set that goal, be proactive, manage your spending, put aside a little money for it and, and just go for it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, as far as travel goes, are you always flying first class on the nice things or are you surviving things like um, the budget airline companies, so to speak? Yes. No, let's not get ahead of ourselves here, Dan. That is a goal, though. That is, that <laughs> I hope to hold it for myself one day, but it really was just uh, let's, let's get the bare minimum. And there was a time in Thailand where I was uh, I was living in a hostel one night for six dollars, six Canadian dollars a night. That's um, amazing. Yes, Thailand is very affordable. It is quite affordable. Um, and so <laughs> dinners were a dollar. And actually, I stayed in Thailand as long as I did because it was much cheaper to live there than Toronto. <laughs> really? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> so with you traveling and being on the road and flying from point A to point B as much as you have and, you know, timeline, we're looking at summer quickly approaching here. How do you stay fit and active and healthy when you're on the road and doing all these different things? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it comes back to what we were, you know, touching on the very beginning is that gray zone mindset, right? It's, it's easy to get into the mindset of, okay, up to my trip, like this is something my 2017 Brie would have this mindset. She'd say, even break it down to a week, right? You say during the week, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to give it my all, eat all the greens, do all the cardio. And the weekend comes around. And it's just like, everything's out the window. I think it's very easy to adopt that mindset when it comes to travel as well to say, okay, I have this trip coming up. I'm going to work, work, work get this insane body. Like I'm, I'm speaking just generally and not trying to assign any judgment or, or stereotypes, but you know, this is just like, this is a habit that I got into. And a lot of people resonated with this kind of mindset as well, that we, we work really hard. We get ourselves into a certain place. We go on a vacation, especially since mine was two months. I had a fear of am I just going to reverse all the progress I did? It's, you know, it's, especially in the fitness community, you probably um, are aware of this kind of thinking as well. And when I was in Thailand, I made sure to definitely let go of some of the rigid routines and standards I had for myself, because you got to have that spontaneity as a solo traveler or else it's, it's just, it, it's, it's not as fun when you're not, when you're so stuck to your, your routine, you got to let go a little bit. Um, but at the same time, it was, you know, the gray zone is saying, okay, I'm going to be there for two months. I want to keep up some level of my healthy lifestyle. So that could be something as simple as instead of opting for the fried food, let's just go for something a little more green. Let's, let's work that in where we can. And if, the, if that option's available, I'm going to have the fruit. I'm going to have the veggies. And also a big thing about Thailand was I was so active. <laughs> the activity was through the roof. So I, I recognized that. I look at my Fitbit, Fitbit at the end of the day and it was like, 30,000 steps on average is what we were walking in a day. That's insane. Wow. It was a lot of walking and it was so hot. So we were just constantly sweating. So I think it's about, you know, recognizing that, recognizing we're definitely a lot more active out here. Um, so maybe we can take on a little more calories, but I don't know if this is kind of making sense where I'm going with this, you know, gray, gray zone mindset, but it really is about, you know, okay, we're in a new context. We're in a new environment. How can we keep up our routines, but adapt it to fit that environment um, in, in a way that works for us? Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that also speaks to the importance of individualizing your approach to whatever trip you're currently going on, right? So in your case, you knew that you were going to be taking 30,000 steps a day. So you probably didn't need to go out and run 10 miles a day on top of that. Exactly. For some people, like say you go to the beach and you know 90% of your time is going to be spent laying down tanning or reading or whatever that way then, hey, maybe wake up and go for that morning run on the beach, see the sunrise, that sort of thing. 
get your steps in earlier in the day. And then later on, you won't feel as guilty about sitting around and spending, you know, that kind of time. Not that you should feel guilty about downtime in the first place, but if that's something that's on your mind and you want to address the fitness component, fit it in where it makes sense. And it's not going to detract from the point and purpose of your overall trip. Absolutely. And and you touched on something important, the feeling of of guilt and there's the self-sabotage for for lack of a better word that comes with it. And I think I've learned a lot recently in the the power of forgiveness, understanding like, okay, you know what? Yes, this is is an amazing trip. It's not about totally letting go of these goals for yourself and letting go of this routine. Sometimes I feel just feel sluggish when I don't eat right or don't get my activity. And so, but you know, there are days that it just won't happen. And there are days that you'll, your calorie intake is greater than your, your, your expenditure. Um, but it's about forgiveness, right? It's saying, okay, you know what? I have the rest of my life to get in shape. Sometimes I just like to remind myself of that, that once this trip is over, like we're back on track. Um, but it comes from a place of forgiveness and saying, it's okay. It's okay if you have a day. That's just a little off also. Right, <laughs> Maybe not right. two months of off days, but <laughs> yeah. Right. And don't get so hyper-focused on the little things, right? Like you brought up calories. Well, if I base everything off of my calorie count for the day, if I go out for dinner and I have, you know, a steak, a sweet potato, a salad, like those are all healthy things, right? Mm -hmm. I've got my protein, I've got my vegetables, I've got a clean carb source, all that sort of thing. Maybe I have a glass of wine in there too, because, hey, it's, you know, a trip, a vacation. Mm -hmm. That's all a healthy source of calories. Sure, the number might be high, but that's going to, that source of calories, the overall quality of it is going to do a much different thing to your body than the same calorie equivalent. So let's say 1500 calories of, you know, fast food, like maybe you're traveling and you're going for something quick and you just hit like a quick fast food chain restaurant, like the 1500 calories, like the total is the same between the two places, but the effect they have on your body is drastically different. So don't get so hyper-focused on the little things like the calorie number when in reality, the quality is going to be drastically different. And, you know, you look at some of these different trips that people take and, you know, you get like the cruises with the all you can eat this and that sort of thing. And they tend to have the higher quality foods, right? Like all you can eat steak or, you know, some kind of say like lemon garlic marinated chicken or something like that. Like they're clean options. They're, they taste amazing because, you know, it's cruise food or vacation food or whatever that way. So why not just cash in on the fact that, hey, you have a ton of high quality calorie sources right in front of you right now. Like take advantage of that, not waste that opportunity, I'll say. I I could not agree more. And it's it's about the macronutrients, right? Like I think this is something my trainer back in the day did really set the, like lay the land for me. He said, this is how a plate comes together. And I think not only is it just from, you know, a physical standpoint, it just also makes you feel good when you're, when you're getting those nutrients, if you're having these active days, you're sweating a lot you're out, you're active, your lifestyle's changing. I feel so much better after like a, a proper balanced meal as balanced as it can be on vacation per se, um, versus something like a plate of fries. Like I just feel like, Oh, I want to go to bed. So <laughs> it's, you know, it's important from a, from a energy standpoint as well. Right. And that, that plays into the quality of your trip too, right? Because if you go to, you know, wherever you decide to travel to and you feel like crap and you don't want to do anything and you don't have energy, then what's that trip going to be like? Now think about that trip. If you had energy, if you had that mental clarity, if you could go a night or two on four or five hours of sleep and still feel good, 
because every other area of your health was in check. That's going to be a whole lot better of a trip, at least in my own opinion. I agree. Totally. And I think the other piece that comes to mind too, that you spoke a little bit on with the fitness side of things is what I'd like to call the minimal effective dose principle. So in simple terms, what is the minimum I have to do today in order to get the result that I want? And if I'm traveling and I don't have as much time that I want to dedicate to, you know, being in the walls of a gym or something like that, then I'm going to strive for that minimum effective dose. Like, hey, you know, if I want to work my chest, my shoulders and triceps today, if I go out and I do 100 push-ups, that's going to be enough. So why don't I just go out, do 100 push-ups? I'm not losing anything. I'm not going backwards. I'm making some progress, but I'm not eating away at my entire day or, you know, a, por- a big chunk of my day in order to like keep that level of fitness. I really like that. I really like that, that theory and that approach. And I think to build on that, like, I think when we go on vacation or we're in any environment that's foreign to our, our regular routines, it's very easy to get in the mindset of, oh, I don't have access to a gym, so I can't work out. Like it's, you know, these excuses really start to come up when the environment isn't poised to do so. For example, I, as someone who has really stuck with the routine, regardless of what's happened around, like I'm, you can't really see my apartment here, but I've got this it's about a meter squared. Like it quite literally is just enough to do a workout. And I worked out there for an entire year, like trying not to smash my head off my like counter, <laughs> I would do a workout. but that's what it is, right? It's adapting to the environment. Um, especially when it comes to yeah, fitness, you can stretch in your hotel room. You can get out on the beach and do that yoga. And like you said, just body weight workouts are super effective. And I think it's very easy for us to get into the habit of, well, I don't have the equipment. So I don't have, I don't have a yoga mat. Get on a beach, make it work. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Be creative with it too. Like you mentioned the hotel room. Like I have quite literally gotten, you know, those luggage rack things that they give in the hotel. Like I brought one of those in with me and I was doing pull-ups off of the rack on the luggage thing. Wow. So you can get creative. Um, I know people, uh, Susan Cash Dollar comes to mind. We had her on the podcast last fall. Um, She travels with resistance bands. And she'll literally work out anywhere. Like you go to her Instagram page and you see workouts of her on a dock, like, you know, lakeside, you see them in a garage, you see them in a driveway and it doesn't matter where she's at. Like it could be New Orleans, it could be New York city, Pennsylvania, wherever she's got those bands and she's hitting a workout. So you can literally take your workout to the place that you're traveling in a way. And I love when people do that because it's kind of making the best of both worlds, right? You know? working out in a gym day in and day out over and over and over again, that gets old. It gets monotonous at times. So you might as well take advantage of the new setting that you're in and cash in on it. Definitely. Definitely. I love that story. Also, you know, just, just to, to piggyback again, like having virtual programs coming out of COVID, like we know this is like, this is helping with that. You don't need all this equipment. You don't need your trainer with you. Like just whip out your, your phone, get up that YouTube video. If that will help with motivation. Also, I think that was a huge thing for a new environment. That's that stability that we need is okay. I've, I'm in a different environment, but I've got this program in front of me, whatever it is you need to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And depending on the purpose of your travel too, why not just immerse yourself in the area that you're at? So if you're in America and you go to like a group fitness class or that sort of thing, it's probably a boot camp or high intensity interval training style, that sort of thing. But if you go elsewhere, those group fitness classes might look a lot different, right? So if you're in a place like Thailand, 
I would imagine they probably don't have the same mindset of high intensity interval training, burn you out, leave you exhausted and feeling like crap for the rest of the day. I feel like they might have a different approach. Now, I wasn't at Thailand. You were. Yeah. And as you were mentioning, I was like, oh, God, I have a story for him. I have an example. And you and you led me right to it. I actually did a, a Muay Thai class. That's um, awesome. So, and it, it's really inspired me to get into uh, boxing. Totally different way of, of working out. But you're so right. It was very authentic Thailand experience. We had the gloves on. We were They were giving us the cues. And it was a solid workout, that Muay Thai. So now I'm like, I'm actually signed up for a, a boxing boot camp here tomorrow. So I'll, it'll be interesting to see how it does differ <laughs> between the East and the West. <laughs> right, right. And the thing is, when you start to do those other approaches to fitness, like you mentioned Muay Thai, or there's Krav Maga, there's Jiu Jitsu, there's all kinds of different things. Like even some of the exercises people know and love today, like split squats, they were originally called Bulgarian split squats, mm -hmm. because they came from Bulgaria. So you start immersing yourself in fitness from other areas, I'll say, and you start to realize like things are hard, they're difficult. And I think the big reason for that is it gets you out of your normal routine, right? So, you know, maybe, you know, I go to the gym and I'm going to work legs and I'm going to do squat and I'm going to do leg extension, leg curl, calf raise and leg press. And that's my leg day, right? Well, then I go somewhere else and leg day involves like, you know, 30 minutes of, you know, combined walking lunges and jumps and all these different things. And it kicks your butt because you haven't done that before. It's different. It's new. And I think that, you know, as we talked about before, travel can really open up your eyes and open up doors to different opportunities that weren't there before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, like you mentioned, this is a big piece of advice. Also, I learned from my trainer, like one of the main things he told me was you really got to switch up your, your workout routine. You got to switch it up, keep your body interested, keep your body guessing is what he said. Um, and I think that's a great way of doing it is, you know, working new muscles and you're like, Oh, I've never felt that muscle be sore <laughs> before. So, so it's definitely important. It's keeping our body guessing and that, that's how we change and how we grow for sure. Yeah, definitely. So tell me a little bit about the food as you've been traveling, because as we know, the cuisine is going to vary differently based on you know where you currently are versus where you've gone to yeah absolutely so it's interesting well I, I have only so Thailand was my first real overseas travel um definitely like a big a bigger trip than what we've done normally in America so I'm from Canada from Toronto so when we just go south um any resort like a family resort kind of in I've been to just end like Mexico or over to Vegas um, for dance competitions, like just little trips, California, Florida, you know, the, the warm spots Canadians like to go. <laughs> um, it's, it was, I think a lot easier to make better decisions just because we had the information. It was more familiar, right? We're still within North America. Um, so I think, you know, it, it was, we had the familiar brands and there was a little more control around that. Going to Thailand was a bit of a wake-up call. Um, it was, you know, trying to navigate, like figuring out, okay, if I want a balanced meal with a complex carb, a lean protein, and a fat, and a, it, it was harder. Not only was it harder to communicate maybe what you wanted or to read the menu, sometimes it was a little bit um, confusing, and you're just you're just getting used to it, right? But I think there's this there's this limbo when you get to a totally foreign country where you have to really you know, just feel okay with not knowing what you're going to get. And then as I was there, like by the end, I knew everything on the menu. I knew exactly what it tasted like. 
to be fair, I ate Thai food for about 50 days in a row. <laughs> so <laughs> you do pick up on it. But I think some something, a, a piece of advice I could give for any kind of health nut or gym rat looking to kind of travel, go abroad, there's, it is, it is scary because you're, you're like having to frame your mindset around feeling okay with not knowing what you're eating when you're so used to eating the same thing. There was something I did at the start of the trip to have an element of control. I actually just brought a bunch of snacks. It was like a huge component of my backpack was this bag of snacks. So I had cliff bars, oatmeal, um, just like protein, like meal replacement bars. Um, this was really, you know, a sense of comfort of home, first of all, when I was getting used to being in a totally different time zone, totally different place. Um, but if I just wanted, you know, oats, I just wanted one part of my day to feel a little healthier versus going out and getting the fried, the whatever breakfast, fattier breakfast, I'm like, I'm just gonna have my oats in my room. And that was kind of a sense of control. So there's ways you can control it, get those snacks before, before you get there. Um, that was a big, a big piece of, of just inner peace. <laughs> so it just brought me a lot of inner peace being over there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's the kind of thing too, that I feel like, as we mentioned before, the culinary experience you get is going to vary drastically based on where you travel to. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll stereotype a little bit here. Like when I think Italy, I, I think everyone thinks pasta at first, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how are you going to travel to Italy and not try like pizza, pasta, those kind of dishes, right? And if I traveled to a place like, say, Mexico, like I'm thinking more of that, what we think of as authentic Mexican cuisine, right? So I'm thinking guacamole, I'm thinking like carne asada, that sort of thing. Now, again, maybe that's stereotyping a little bit, but I've never talked with someone who's traveled to Italy and raved about the guacamole. Um, again, maybe that's just me, but... Oh, you're totally, you're totally right. <laughs> and you mentioned, too, that, you know, people kind of plan a little bit of the fitness element in their um, travel and that sort of thing. I'm trying to remember where um, I, I've seen this one before, but people are taking like trips to this gym. It's called like a jungle gym or something like that. Um, I keep seeing people post about it, but it's like literally a big like outdoor gym in the jungle for lack of a better way to put it. And it's people cool. are traveling there because it's like super cool. Um, or people that I know are taking these like you know, week-long vacations and trips to Texas because they want to train at the Alpha Land gym, which is incredible. Um, but I, I've never like thought of the concept of like taking a vacation to go to the gym before, but <laughs> people are doing it. It's crazy. Interesting. Sorry. So that's just in Texas there? Um, well, the, um, the, what's it called there? Um, Alpha Land, the new oh, Alpha yeah. Elite gym that's in Texas. I see. Um, okay. I'm not sure where this uh, jungle gym place is. Um, I want to say it's like Talam, like in the Caribbean or something like that. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I've seen so many people that are traveling there and it looks like super cool because it's literally like, you know, outdoorsy jungle type theme. Um, but I'm not 100% sure where it is. That's cool. Yeah, you're right. Very different concept. We think vacation time to relax, not let's let's go harder with our fitness. But honestly, it's it's I appreciate it. It's a different concept and a unique experience, never before seen. <laughs> right, right. It's like if you go to like you know California and you're in like Venice Beach, like you have to hit up Muscle Beach. You yeah, know, like yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger worked out there after all. <laughs> Gone back to the lovely Canadian weather how to gear training and eating and all that stuff like shift and change you mentioned before that you were uh, starting to do a boxing class 
Yeah, absolutely. So of course, just as, just as it is when you go there, it's the same thing coming back. Your body's like, what's going on? Why is it now negative 30 degrees where it was just positive 30? <laughs> so there's this like, there's this adjustment period again, for sure. And it's almost like you're, there's this resistance. Like I talk a lot about mindset on my platforms and there's this resistance in our minds to say like, okay, let's, you, you, I wanted to really keep living out the travel, even though I was back in Canada, it was, it's hard to get your feet back on the ground, just be okay with, you know, getting back to what you're doing before. Um, the boxing classes. Yeah. Something new I'm trying. I'm, I'm really trying to switch up my, my own fitness regimen back here. I'm actually also training for a triathlon. So I'd say that's my, my number one uh, focus area right now is getting up. I wanted a, either a strength goal or a cardiovascular goal. Um, so now I'm really amping up the, the cardio side of things. I forgot to mention an important piece of my story is that five days after I came back from Thailand, my relationship of three years ended. Um, so this threw a wrench in things. Absolutely. And I actually, as a woman, for some reason, maybe, maybe men experiences too, to some extent, um, but I think normally, you know, if you're the one, especially being broken up with, it's just, I couldn't eat. I couldn't eat anything for a couple of days. It was the weirdest thing. So not only was I battling getting back in the swing of Canada, but I was battling this single territory <laughs> and, uh, that, that made things difficult. So how I kind of navigated through that was just baby steps. I just baby steps with the routine again. It was okay. Instead of cooking at home, so I don't feel like cooking, I'm going to go to a restaurant and get a nice salad or get a, get a bowl from Freshy or something. Um, and then it was, okay, I need a goal to focus on. I don't have the relationship anymore. So let's dive into something else. And now it's focusing on, on meal prep and triathlon training. So it's just about, you know, baby steps to get back into it. Never feel like you have to jump right back into where you were before, especially given the breakup, going back to forgiveness. I had to be forgiving with my time and my schedule and my emotions. So sorry, long-winded answer, but <laughs> yes, it's baby steps coming back from vacation also. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And you know, to your point, anytime something major happens, it can really throw you off it can be other things, right? I've had people on the podcast before, like Tim James comes to mind, where he traveled to South America for a vacation. And he ended up having this health event, for lack of a better way to put it while he was there. And he was rushed back to America for a medical procedure. So, you know, just keep in mind that wherever you end up going, you know, your time there or your return trip, there could be some unexpected obstacles or turmoil, you know, to use the travel pun there um, along your way. But remember that as we talk about on the podcast, the obstacle that gets put in your path does not, it, what happens to you is not what you choose to become, I like to say. So the obstacle that gets put in your path might not be there to, you know, break you and rain on your parade and shut you down and just completely destroy you. A lot of times things happen and obstacles get put in our way in order to change our path forward. And it might save us from going down the wrong road, the wrong path. Like, hey, who knows what could have happened to me had this not happened, right? Maybe things worked out for the best in the end. And I think it's a lot harder to think like that in the moment when things are not going according to plan. But again, remember, nothing in life ever goes according to plan. So just because an obstacle comes up or things get thrown off or this happens or that happens does not mean all hope is lost and does not mean give up and throw in the towel and walk away because anything can happen. And the moment that you give up and the moment you stop trying at whatever it is you're working on, you're absolutely right. You won't get what you want. You won't get where you want to be. 
Yeah. Wow. I really love that mindset. And that really resonates with, I feel like I'm, I'm watching a TED talk right now. Like that really, <laughs> really resonates with me too, Dan. And it's like, you're, you're absolutely right. I heard a quote as well. One time that said, you know, you can, you can't control your first thought, but you can always control your second. So something drastic happens. It's human. It's natural. It's automatic to, to panic, to freak out, to assume the worst and to real to figure like your life your life is over it's ending it's it's you know it's everything I've worked for is coming to an end and it's absolutely not the case like it's if anything it's the universe saying here's another obstacle for you and it's going to strengthen you and to to pull you out to be a better person I think a great example is the pandemic we all just endured you know it's we, we saw new businesses we saw new bands we saw new inventions come out of that and that those are the people who really took advantage of the opportunity and said okay this is an obstacle it feels like an obstacle but let's let's adapt let's work through it and now we're coming to the other side and we're like oh we're now we have this flexible work schedule we have <laughs> there's all these things that are emerging where people are just more connected to each other and I think that's that's the mindset you always got to have is okay what's the good that can come out of this what's the silver lining first feel the feelings feel the emotions and then move on <laughs> reframe yeah. it yeah exactly exactly and I feel like in general, we are almost programmed in a way to look at the darker side of gray instead of the brighter side of gray. Mm -hmm. And we really need to find ways to look at the positivity in anything and everything, because regardless of what happens, right? Maybe you go on a vacation to the beach and it rains every day, right? Well, that's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. That's what happened. How you react to it is going to make it a good thing or a bad thing. So yeah, maybe you planned a trip to the beach with your family and it rains. So you can't go on the beach. You know, you don't, don't want to go in the water, that sort of thing. What are you going to do instead? Well, maybe, you know, depending on where you are, you find indoor activities to do together. Maybe that looks like, like an indoor mini golf course, or you go out for like, you know, different foods, different museums, that kind of thing and just all be together and enjoy each other's company somewhere else. So just kind of reframing that mindset around the things that happen to you when you travel, because as we both know, travel can be very stressful, right? I'm sure we all have that one travel horror story that comes to mind. And if you can get your mindset right about it, it's going to make traveling so much more enjoyable as opposed to a stressful nightmare that so many people uh, have endured in the past. Definitely, definitely. Another quote for you. I'm, I'm a big quote person. It's, <laughs> but it's, it's exactly what this is supposed to be for, though. It's, it's uh, you know, what happened, happened. It couldn't have happened any other way because it didn't, right? It's just accepting things are happening for you and not to you. <laughs> right, right, right. And that makes me think of like the financial analogy, right? There's 86,400 seconds in a day. So think of you have $86,400 in your bank account and something bad happens and you know somehow $30 of it goes missing right so in your day you lost 30 seconds because of something are you going to waste the rest of your money trying to get that $30 back or are you going to waste the rest of your time that day trying to get those 30 seconds back or are you just going to move on right maybe you go to a place like you know an amusement park something like that you're in line for like a roller coaster or something and one person bumps in front of you well, are you going to lose your mind and just, you know, yeah. or are you just going to realize like, well, it's probably okay. It's just one person. I'm still going to get on the ride. Everything's going to work out. Like, don't completely lose your mind over little things like that. 
if it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend more than five minutes thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And again, you know, I just, it makes me think of different travel horror stories. So I'm curious, have you ever had any times when you're traveling on the road where things don't go quite as according to plan outside of your return from Thailand? Yeah, absolutely. So again, I'm just going to speak to, because Thailand was really like, I really threw myself into soul travel. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with that example. Oh my gosh, there was a handful of times and this really built up. Like I, I'm a sensitive person, I'll admit it, but this really thickened my skin <laughs> quite a bit. Some of these experiences, I think the main thing was the time change just for time difference, sorry, from Thailand to Canada is quite literally 12 hours. So it's actually the opposite. Um, so anytime I'd run into a problem, there was this roadblock where I couldn't just call my, now my ex-boyfriend, but I couldn't call anyone at home. I couldn't call my parents. It was three in the morning. So I had to really work through things on my own. So that was like number one kind of <laughs> like, it was, it was fear, you know, coming in, in those moments where I couldn't, I couldn't call or reach out for help. Um, there was one instance where I was about to start on my group tour and something was happening with my phone that day. I just, the you know, my card wasn't working. Everything was just, nothing was going to plan. Um, visa, there was just a lot going on. And I was in an airport. I was in the Bangkok airport and I was trying to find my tour group and it was just not working out. I was spiraling from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. that day. I was in the same, oh gosh, I'm like reliving this moment. I was in the same like terminal of the airport, just trying to ask for help. And I was trying to ask, and it, it was my first experience of like, this place is not Canada. This is the other side of the world and you'd, you'd ask for help and they'd send you to another, another booth and then you'd have to pay for a, a pay phone and the number wouldn't go through and then I go ask for help and I'm now crying in this moment and someone took a photo of me because I'm white and I'm blonde like that's it's, it's the epitome of beauty over there it's really sad it's really upsetting but I've been I was photographed a lot as like a celebrity and like this is the weirdest thing ever but it was like in that moment where I'm like I need you to help me boom photo and they couldn't help me and it was just so strange and I felt like I just wanted to turn around and go home um but again it's in those moments where the first thought is to crumble but you can say okay I could crumble and I could just feel hopeless in this moment or I can just take what's the next step like what's the next step I have to take not 18 steps from now what's the next best one okay that was I'm gonna get something to eat because that's not helping so I actually got a donut <laughs> this was a forgiveness moment I'm like I just need to feel okay there's a Krispy Kreme right in front of me so I got that donut I shared all this on my Instagram story by the way I like really posted everything so if you're keen to hear more stories they're still coming up on my Instagram um anyways yeah that was a big moment and then in that moment I realized like you can panic but it's so much easier to just like oh yeah so 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 that was the start of my trip and then these these kept happening these moments kept happening throughout the trip where things just weren't going to plan the ferry left before you could get on but it's like you can panic or you can just figure out what's next like panicking and worrying really doesn't help anyone at the end of the day it's natural but as soon as you can like shut it down it's all good and then I feel that so much more when I came back to Canada the other night I'll be honest sorry I'm rambling you, you no, keep going keep you've going. encouraged a ramble Dan I knew this was gonna happen <laughs> at some point in the podcast but the other night for example my friend spilled her drink on me like not even a cute little like oop, like she if she's listening she knows who she is it was a full-on like I was covered in this drink and initial reaction 2017 Brie would have had a meltdown she would have left the bar she would have just not felt okay but I was like this is hilarious this is awesome like my mindset was instantly like 
I am just, this is so funny. I'm just going to go to the bathroom, take a quick <laughs> rinse and then be fine. You know what I mean? So I think it's random story, but it just means like those moments of, of struggle of, you know, when you're basically what I'm trying to say is problems are no longer problems anymore. They're just funny things. You just laugh off and move on. <laughs> right. Right. And taking those things that happen as an opportunity, right? So, you know, I'm thinking about where I went to college right now. There was a huge microbrew right next to the outlets. So if I'm there and, you know, I get like a spilled drink or something like that, hey, you know, does anyone want to go over and go shopping real quick? Like, just use that as a reason to go get your retail therapy in as well, right? So kind of looking at things that happen as opportunities instead of obstacles. And uh, I, I got to ask too. So you weren't milking that whole photograph thing as like, oh yeah, you know, I am a celebrity from America or Canada. You can find me online, that sort of thing. No, you know what? And it's always been a dream of mine to not be famous, but to just be, to know, to be known and recognized and to have a large following. But this was purely like, I was, I felt like a princess. So <laughs> I honestly went to hostels and there was, it, it was, it was, charming but also kind of sad I wanted to say like you are also beautiful like you're also beautiful and beauty is not but it was just so interesting to see like that is the standard over there and there was I remember being warned like be careful of the the moisturizers and the sunscreens you buy because there's skin whitener in them like it's really it's the epitome of beauty like they lighter skin and all that stuff is okay but yeah you're right it's it was I tried to bask in it but it was hard <laughs> it was weird <laughs> definitely a strange experience yeah <laughs> for sure for sure have you ever had any of those moments where someone comes up to you and they're like hey I love your TikTok or something like that oh my gosh yes it's the <laughs> weirdest feeling in the world imposter syndrome is at an all-time high right now it was actually in Thailand so I hung out with some teachers it's actually how I got um I was telling Dan just about a, a teaching job just before this but actually I was with some teachers who are full-on you know, elementary school teachers in Thailand, and they had a babysitter come over, completely new person to me, didn't know who she was, and we were just in the house, and she goes, oh my gosh, like she's it's this babysitter in Thailand, and she said, are you on TikTok? And I was like, oh. <laughs> like that moment happened, like not like it was, but it's a signal that what I'm doing is working, and it's resonating, and it's getting out to people, and then the other day in Toronto, I think someone did like a double take on me and like smiled I, I don't know how to maybe they were just like thought they recognized me but it could have been that because my some of my views some of my videos have gotten to over a million and I think that it's it's all within the Toronto community and uh, beyond obviously but it's really cool it's a really cool experience to feel that recognition a little bit yeah <laughs> right right and the next thing you know someone's gonna be you're gonna be scrolling on your TikTok feed one day and there's gonna be like someone who posted a video that comes up that says oh my gosh, I swear I just saw Brie in public. You know, she was downtown. She was at this restaurant, <laughs> that sort of thing. You're making me feel too important. I'm <laughs> not there yet. Someday, someday. <laughs> Brie, this has been an amazing discussion about all things related to travel as far as physical and mental health and wellness goes. Do you have any kind of closing thoughts or closing remarks you want people to remember or take away? Yeah, I mean, I think if I can wrap up a lot of the amazing points today, it's it's a lot about mindset when it comes to travel and really trying to get in that gray zone of, you know, this is a different experience. So step one, forgiveness, just understanding things aren't going to go to plan. 
Spontaneity is all a part of it. Um, but where you can have those foundational building blocks, if you if there's an option on the menu that you, if you're somewhere like Thailand, if you can read and understand it, that it's got some some a balanced meal for you, go for that. There's there's ways you can work it in. Being forgiving, doing the minimum, like you said, doing the minimum a day um, that can keep you feeling good. And, all, and it all comes down to, yeah, energy at the end of the day. Giving, doing these steps will help you to give that energy, but also give your mind a break and, and provide that balance. So this is my best Coles Nose version of <laughs> our talk today. If, if you want to add anything else in, um, go right ahead. But I think this is what I learned anyways. I learned a lot from, from today. So thank you. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, plain and simple, Murphy's Law expect the unexpected because you never know what's going to happen and whatever happens find a way to make the best of it and use that to your advantage definitely definitely awesome brie for people who want to keep up to date with you on social media that sort of thing where can they find you yeah absolutely so i am on instagram and tiktok primarily Bree woolard b-r-e-e-w-o-o-l-a-r-d that's my handle across all three um so check it out i'm going to be training for a triathlon maybe doing a move soon and just living my best life so follow along (laughs) that's awesome for those who missed that we'll link it below in the show notes so you can just click there and find brie on all those amazing platforms brie thank you for your time it's been amazing talking with you today Thank you for listening to this episode of the Brawn Body Health and Fitness Podcast. If you like this episode, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and share this episode with a friend who you think would enjoy hearing it. Additionally, if you want to help support this podcast and keep future episodes going, please check out our links below where you can support us directly or through engaging in any of our affiliate marketing links. Last, please make sure you check us out on social media at Braun Body and leave a five-star review, especially if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify.